0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Movie Ticket Monday. I'm your host, Justin, alongside your co-host, Matthew. And today we're taking a look at Django Unchained, a 2012 American revisionist Western film by Quentin Tarantino, starring Jamie Foxx, Christoph Waltz, Leonardo DiCaprio, Kerry Washington, and Samuel L. Jackson. The film has two Oscars, uh, one for Best Original Screenplay, and the other went to Christoph Waltz for Best Supporting Actor. So Matt, let's kick us off here. One word, let's hear it. what what what'd you think of? my my one word for this
1: film was uh, entertained and I know I used that before, but that's what it was. Um, entertained, but at the same time, I think certain pieces were kind of put in and weren't needed. The two hours, 45 minutes, again, was long. I don't know what it is about some of these films that are on the top 250 on IMDb, but they are long-ass films. And I think it was... A, at certain points, I expected more. There's a little out of left field when I thought about it in terms of what I thought might have been a bigger point, specifically at the beginning when he tries to find the three brothers at that one plantation and Django just shoots those two. And then um, Walt snipes, the other guy coming on the horseback who uh, whipped him early, earlier on in the flashbacks. I expected that to be like a big thing. And it was over in the matter of like four minutes I expected. I thought the bounty hunter aspect of that first uh, 45 minutes of the film was very entertaining. And I thought it could have been a lot, a lot better and a lot more engaging I think that the whole final aspect of it, in terms of him finding his wife, was drawn out a little bit. Not that that's a terribly bad thing, in terms of like what will be my final number. Certified clown. No, 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 no. Because yeah, it it was like you look at it, it was entertaining, but I mean, the bounty hunter aspect was such a you know big aspect for the beginning, and I thought. It would have been better if they Bro. showed some more of it, and specifically Django's, um, changing his his character changing into this hardcore killer
0: bounty I'll hunter get guy, into, I'll, and I'm he kind of just throws it. it in. I'll get into my you know one word after I say this, but you're the guy who is always about character development, and this film does that almost better than any movie I've ever seen. The exact reason wrong. That they're bounty hunters, and it transforms into a friendship between these two that ends up being on this pursuit of getting him reunited with his wife. It is character development from start to finish, and the fact that you just wanted a bounty hunter scene with good action sequences.
1: Good oh the no, they're playing good action looking, sequences.
0: You're not actually looking for character development here. So. I, I, I here's
1: you're here's killing the, me man you're killing here, me smalls no here's here's the thing for that character development there was a little bit of that friendship and that was really nice to see because Christoph Waltz put himself out there Dr. Schultz put himself out there um and and in the end he he died because of his ego in my opinion cuz he didn't want to shake the guy's hand but he put himself out there and risked that everything. With ego. That I, think comp- I think it was. I think it was hundred percent ego, and he he knew that he could. He didn't get away with it. Honestly, I see such a parallel. How do you find a
0: way to just shit on movies?
1: Okay, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. This is this is this is like a mind. You're like, giving some, the
0: viewers sorry. a negative vibe already, but you this told me beforehand that you like this. I did. You I sound did like, like this film. is going to be another two point five out of ten for you.
1: No, 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 no. It's not gonna be. That's not gonna be that low. Straight like, Here, no, no, no. So. So then I see such par- I see such parallels in Christoph Waltz's um character that Tarantino wrote for him in this film and Bastards. I see like 100% almost. I'm going to say 90% comparison just a different time period. They're completely which is, different which is, characters.
0: Christoph yes, Waltz I, no, no, in I'm Bastards is a depriving disgusting human being in Django Unchained. He has many redeemable qualities chief of which is he's kind of anti-slavery? I'm
1: I'm not I'm not talking about that aspect. I'm talking about how he care how the character carries himself and how he likes the witty um, one-liners because I laughed you, a lot when he talked and that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about like that aspect. Yeah, he's they're very they're good. completely
0: different. The reason he got that supporting.
1: Yeah, and and it was it was brilliant. But when I when I watched it, I was like, wow he he plays that specific role so well. This is this is a positive here. Um. But I did see a, a good parallel in terms of almost how he, Chris, um, how Tarantino kind of writes that specific character. I don't know if it's specifically for Waltz every single time, but it was good. I loved the character. All right. But I I just think certain points in terms of how long it was, I think they might have missed some things. Because I think, you know, Dude. showing. Well, I'm, I'm talking about somehow Jamie Foxx went from slave to this cold-blooded killer and you didn't see a whole lot of of that bounty hunter training or anything and he just starts out as a true sharpshooter who is is a great killer. that's what you latch
0: on to no i'm not latching on i'm talking about the first half of the film we need to we need to revamp here because this was like a five-minute monologue of garbage coming from you because (laughs) you're wrong (laughs) I liked the film. It was entertaining. You, you didn't start with anything that would make me ha- think that you thought it had any redeemable quality. Okay, all right, all right. All right. You know what? And I'm, I'm incredibly disappointed here because my one word for this film is actually two words, and it's total vibe. This film is entertaining. It is funny. It has great music. It has great character development, and the action sequences are arguably some of the best, even though they're comical. They have Tarantino's little pizzazz to it. When it's all combined, it just makes a really freaking good film.
1: And I'm not denying that fact. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm, I'm kind of talking. I was trying to go through like the segments because it's a long film. But at the same time, I was more engaged in this film than some of the other two and a half, 245 films that we've watched so far. I, I, the only kind of little thing that I, that I have, and I do kind of have a a slight hot take later, but if you if you kind of look at the grand scheme of it, and what kind of caught me after after thinking about it was it's kind of similar to bastards in the fact that to me, at certain points, it was a little bit of a, of it, like a 20 minute acting scene, you know, scene one, scene two, act one, act two. And that last act of saving the, you know, his wife, not necessarily, I I guess I'm talking, I'm thinking the whole last scene, including DiCaprio was included in that last scene and to me it was just felt a little long if dicaprio survived i thought my hot take would have been he should have died so thank god he died because that was dragging on too You're long making up hot
0: takes for shit that didn't even happen i know what I is know. going on I'm, here?
1: I'm, I'm just i'm just <laughs> Where saying are it, we right now <laughs> I, I don't know I'm, I'm a little it was entertaining it was entertaining we can stop there At entertaining and we can dive into some of the and the my problems with the film aren't like drastic like some of my previous ones. They're kind of to me, they might sound it, but they're smaller bits that don't really damper the thing in terms of my overall score at the end. But they were things that I found throughout the film after I I contemplated and, and had my 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 chi moment for it. So let's all right, we'll dive into it. Let's do the plot itself and the whole overarching thing. So clearly you loved it. I I did enjoy it. It was pretty much a revenge plot for me. You know, he is the bounty hunter and he literally just wants to get his wife back. And then he ends up getting revenge for everyone who did him wrong. And I mean, he kills everyone. That's just what it is. He kills every single person, including that, uh, well, one of the funniest one of the funniest parts for me was he killed um, DiCaprio's sister, sister and she out of like yeated. out of she nowhere. Gets, he goes, She gets it heated off of the screen. Yeah, it's like <laughs> explosive tips in those bullets, but like she didn't do anything. So he literally no, just funny. wanted to go out and kill every single person, which I didn't see why he killed her. I mean, I guess because
0: she's part of the family Dude. and whatever oh my else. Oh God, are you kidding well, no, me? No, we're, why do I'm you just, do this? Why? am you no, no, you're, putting me, you're putting me on, I'm triggered here. You're triggering me here because- So why does he kill are, every single person? You are latching on to like such minute details that like I'm dumbfounded point. right now. <laughs> Buffoon! Why did he kill his sister?
1: Yeah, I, I'm just curious. I mean, it was not good or bad, it was funny. But like he does, kill
0: every vengeance single against there. Christoph Waltz. Uh, why, I mean, wait, why would could... he?
1: Why would he want of a vengeance? Oh, okay. I thought you said revenge. The whole candy.
0: I mean, they're white slavers. He was a slave. Yeah, she was also the reason that he got sold to that mining company in the first place. The reason he didn't have his balls chopped off was because Candy's sister said that that would be too nice, and that he was going to be slaved away to this mining company there in and of itself reason for killing her but like that's such a minor part of this three hour film how are you grabbing that <laughs> i'm not grabbing <laughs> I mean, that it, it's I a just, great seat when I'm she just, gets it off the screen fantastic yeah, it's hilarious hot. yeah
1: and and i completely see that i'm not saying it's good or bad one way or another it doesn't matter to me i just found it intriguing and interesting that he ends up it, it the last like 20 minutes ends up being Find everyone you can and kill them is what it was.
0: Dude, you, you you're, you're you're out of it right now. I can tell. I'm good. This you're is so, it. You're so out of it right now.
1: No, I'm not.
0: <laughs> this is Dude, what i th- Justin,
1: you're talking. You're you're saying I latch on to these small things. It's not latching on. They're, I'm just bringing up points. I'm not saying they're. My overall score is going to be an eight. I don't know how for a three-hour film you grab onto
0: why did he kill Candy's sister. Well, no, there's no, so just, much Justin, better Justin,
1: shit Justin, to talk about. I'm not talking. I'm just, I'm just asking. Like, like it was so funny and random. Like she was such a small part. He just says say goodbye. Boom.
0: <laughs>
1: I no, it, it, I'm I'm giving it an eight Maybe
0: in the we'll end. We'll include this. I mean, for, I enjoyed it. Kind of funny. Like at the end, like a behind the scenes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> all right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back. So.
1: I'm not latching on to anything. What I'm just kind of stating out like small little points and it's not, they're not bad. I'm just like, it was kind of, cause she was just a small character and I don't think it's, I mean, I think, yeah, in terms of her family ties, sure. You could kill her, whatever. It doesn't matter to me, but it, it almost went from a rescue mission to a mass murder mission. This is the issue is think, what it kind of went to.
0: And yeah, I mean, you could say the same thing with the ending of *Inglorious Bastards, Pulp Fiction. Um, this is Tarantino's style. This is how he does these films. He has this grand ending. You know, think about *Inglorious Bastards when, you know, the shooting in the theater. Think about Pulp Fiction, you know. The ending, the multiple ending scenes of that film, and then this in and of itself with Django popping off with his pistols um, in Candy's home, it's his style to kind of have everything explode at the end. If you've seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it has the same exact principle, which at the end of the film, shit hits the fan and everything just goes haywire. Um, and th- and that's why it's so good. And I think that's half the allure of a Tarantino film is going into it. You expect this to happen. Even the hateful eight, kill Bill, you name it. Any of these movies, they have this wild, wild ending. And it's building up, building up, building up. And just because Tarantino's name is attached to the brand, you know that it's got shit's gonna hit the fan. And it's gonna be pretty wild. Well, I I've I've only to seen two Edward,
1: before. Yeah. I don't remember Pulp Fiction. So, the
0: only other one we watched. So. You know, you can it's sit there and be weird. like, Why did they all die? One I don't know why you sit there and ask that because the action sequence when he went right after Christoph Waltz gets freaking yeeted into the bookshelf. It was hysterical. His body gets flying. That is like a super dark action scene, but you're kind of laughing the entire time because you got these guys. You got these guys on the I floor getting so popped in the legs. You got got screaming. There's like not rational blood splattering literally everywhere. Completely impossible, and then, but yeah after after the fighting scene you have them walking through the hallway and literally the entire wall is just covered in blood um it is so extra but it's so warranted in this film because everything about this is extra Jang, or jamie fox's or Django's attire for example when he's wearing that blue suit basically literally um oh,
1: such a bopping Um, Yeah, it was no, but
0: it's actually derived from uh, there's a painting called the blue boy from like the 1700s by I think his name is like Thomas Gainsborough or something. And it's literally that and like that, that was the inspiration for this character. And so beginning to end, regardless of how you cut it up, even the KKK scene, which is taking like a really disgusting topic of of, like the KKK, like fuck the KKK and they throw Jonah Hill in there, and you're kind of laughing at the satire about how ridiculous it is. And so this film, beginning to end, is extra in every concept of it. Um, he has so a way of it.
1: taking controversial topics and making That's them to me into comedy. Because to me, this was an action comedy straight up. Yeah. And that Absolutely. KKK, I laughed so hysterically about the eye holes and the 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 you know the, the guy's yeah. wife cutting them too small and i had to pause the movie to stop laughing
0: i think most people laugh but that's fucked up but that's satire but that's That's what what it's supposed to be
1: so like i'm not disagreeing and and in a way maybe some sort of after you watch it you're like wow like i kind of feel bad laughing but at the same time you can't help yourself in most circumstances it's it's the
0: same thing as inglorious bastards which is he took nazis and the genocide against the jews and made that a satirical comedy yeah, action How he did film. slaves. and, and K- it's the K- same K- thing with slavery yep. and so like that's kind of what he does is he takes these like far-fetched concepts and like i remember reading something about django you know in terms of motivation for the script and what tarantino was trying to do was take slavery as a concept which prior to this film like it's been explored but not too much in many concrete ways and he tried to basically take the subject matter and put his own pizzazz to it. And that's exactly what happened. And while it is funny and while there are, you know, great action sequences, there are some disgusting gut-wrenching scenes in this film.
1: Yeah, the when dog when Carrie,
0: the dogs eating eating the, the man alive, Carrie Washington yeah. getting yanked out of that hole in the ground. Yeah, um, Even just the slave trade in that one town in Mississippi. There's a yeah. lot of just disgusting. Suits. You squirm, is what seeing, you know. seeing, uh, yeah, seeing Jamie Fox in the the face cage. Um, it's it's disgusting, and so like it's kind of wild that what what blows my mind about a movie like this or Inglorious Bastards is Tarantino is able to take this disgusting concept, right? The biggest scar, you know, in American history, for example. And find a way to make an entertaining film out of it. And so what does it do? It exposes the disgusting nature of it. Draws attention to it. But does it in in an entertaining fashion. And I think there's an important line to walk there. And I think he does a really good job of it.
1: Th- that's fair. I-, I do agree with that. Because while you have that comedy of that KKK scene. Where I laugh hysterically. You do look at some of those other serious things. With the dog and Carrie. And how they were treated. And how they were you know, handled and... And we're truly property. And I think you're right. I think he does do it in a a sense where you get that exposure of what actually happened, but it's not that type of film where you have to have a certain gut to to watch it. You know, there are lighthearted, funnier aspects of the film which m- make it watchable. The Mendingo fighting scene. The
0: Mendingo fighting scene is yeah. is repulsive. And I you see I turn my these head two white guys sitting That's there watching rush. them fight, cheering them on. And then he just finishes the one fighter off with the hammer and, and like yeah. jump when it happens. And
1: yeah.
0: like it's, it's gut wrenching. Um, yeah.
1: yep. You're right. And you're it's just, right.
0: it's I, like, I don't have anything further to say on it other than like there's a fine line. And I don't think Tarantino violates it either way. I, for some reason, he has, does an impeccable job of explain, exploring this gross subject, right? This horrific, you know, shameful subject. Um, but gets you laughing about it um, in many ways. But.
1: Yeah, gets you laughing, and then but but also has those Draws scenes where you know what happens. So yeah, I agree. Now, I um, I want to go back to. The point that you say, well, not, I didn't latch on whatsoever, but did you feel like this movie had a type of act like Inglorious Bastards in terms of like act one, act two, act three in it? Did you feel that at all?
0: Yeah, I mean, it sort of does. Um, it, it's I not, felt it's it a lot def-
1: without the actual showing. Act it's not
0: one. as defined, though. I think it's more so just kind of going, you know, this one's a linear plot line, right? It moves yeah, forward. it's it's
1: fairly linear, but at the same time, I think I think it's the way he films it because to me, Act One was the bounty hunting training, which I thought was if that's what he yeah. was going for, it was and he a has little the transition where
0: they go to the mountains. But, correct. It's yeah. A good transition and then scene,
1: and then yeah. the next one is DiCaprio, which was like thirty or forty minutes. That was Scene Two to me, and then Scene Three was the actual "Let's kill everyone, let's rescue my wife" type of thing. So I did see. And I think it's it might be the cutscenes. I'm not sure what it is. And again, not bad whatsoever. I, I kind of enjoyed how it was in Glorious Bastards. And I think this was was fairly good as well. I again I did want to see a little more in uh a little more diving into the bounty hunter aspects. Cause I don't get that at all.
0: This film I just isn't it, about bounty hunting.
1: No, no, but but if you're talking about like how he goes from slave to this great guy, and you see a small scene where he shoots the um
0: snow practicing man. up in the mountains. I mean, yeah. I, I interpreted it as a but, friendship mentorship when he's showing him how to shoot and he's so, a good shot. And I mean, knows he's a natural. I mean, yeah, well, yeah, that's, yeah but that stuff is so minor and it's explained away. So, I mean, well.
1: I'm just talking, I'm not talking it's good or bad. No, but- I'm triggered. <laughs> When you when you first watch the film and you've seen it multiple times, this I saw it once, but I didn't remember a single thing in this entire film. So for me, this was brand new. When I'm watching that first first scene where he goes gets Django, and he's talking about, "Will you recognize these three brothers?" I thought that was going to be a bigger aspect of the film, and it was not. And i I was kind of expecting what are you a talking little about a little. They're they the ones to the who place, put the R they
0: are on his face.
1: I, no, I'm talking Runway about finding slip. them, finding them and taking them out. I mean, he just walks up, shoots the one guy, whips the other guy, shoots it's him. And then I tend to be a big I, part
0: of this. Out, but of the
1: film. why not? I mean, if because... that's if that's why they get him. And I just think it was a little big. I think I think it should have been what? a little more into it but then okay if that's the way it is then technically everything after that in terms of the other shots that they see the bounty hunter why did that Why that must have been a a waste then if they weren't actually focusing on it i think it it was kind of a waste then if they were just gonna get into having them save the wife for an hour and a half i'm
0: trying to be nice here but like you're highly punchable right now look you in every film that we talk about focuses on character development more than anything and this bounty hunter business
1: That's part of the character development because he goes from a slave to a blooded
0: de- killer no it is what provides the character development and friendship development that makes the relationship between Jamie Fox and Christoph Waltz so good and really if 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 you didn't have a good feeling of their relationship going into the candy scene you would have no idea as to why Christoph Waltz is helping this guy but no, you do because the, the relationship because of their was friendship. great and it yeah. that is that is only comes about because of them being bounty hunters together and spending that time together.
1: So the fa- your problem is I say something and you latch on to what I say as being such a huge example. I'm just uh. talking. I'm just talking. And I'm uh, the, the development I thought was fine. I I th- especially the friendship, but so truthfully and I don't know if this is a true hot take or not, but I think Tarantino almost, I wouldn't say trusted, but I think, and maybe it's it's how he wrote it. Maybe Christoph Waltz was the main point of the first half and Jamie Foxx was the main point of the second half. But for Jamie Foxx to be the guy who's in the whole film and who it ends up being about, I thought the first half for him, he wasn't a big part of it. I mean, they had the small scenes of him I guess learning being a bounty hunter, shooting some of these people. And up until they go to Candy's house, to me, he's not the main focus whatsoever. And it's all and he didn't have very many lines whatsoever. And I think he almost took a back seat. And then Tarantino was maybe like, okay, let's go full hundred percent for you now. That's my only thing is I don't know if he trusted him enough or if he just didn't want him in the first half of the film to come up and show this is about Jamie Foxx instead of waltz and bounty hunting. It was a little flip for me.
0: It's an all over the place love story. And I mean, my hot take, it's I guess not a hot take since you just kind of said that I'm disappointed. I, I do think Jamie Foxx is the least interesting character in this film. Um, but I don't think that's necessarily his fault. I think it's a function of Christoph Waltz and Leonardo DiCaprio and oh, Samuel L. Jackson even being Did we so phenomenal in this movie um, that it kind of overshadows his character. I would go
1: further and not even say overshadows. I don't think he was written to be anything in the first half.
0: Right, maybe he's just there for the sole fact that it's his love story that's the defining motif in this movie
1: but if that's the case it it kind of is a, a slight disconnect for me of he wasn't written to be a whole lot in the first half and all of a sudden he's the guy who comes and he's i'm okay with the it. guy he's, he's the guy, guy in the second half yeah, yes he is
0: not the only How is he reason he's the, the guy, guy is because he has the love r- relationship with brumhilda that's the only reason that he is the guy i know but he makes wants to be 100 just guy. as much screen time Up until he he gets yeeted off, you know, into the bookshelf. Yeah, but he has
1: more talk. He's the more center focus of the entire film up until that point. That's
0: how they designed their, you know, tactic to infiltrate Candyland. I mean, which was kind of to me just going a
1: little, little back and forth in terms of you know who are you mainly focused on. Like I'm in agreement here. I don't,
0: I don't think that he's that strong of a character in this. Um, But I think he was written that way. I haven't seen Jamie Foxx in many other films, but. I mean, I think he was designed to have this subtlety to the character and you see that. A guy with deep desires but doesn't talk much, you know? That's Um, true.
1: I've seen him in a few other things
0: and he's kind of something similar. A little quiet, little Yeah, quieter, but, but, but there's depth. You do see depth to him. But once again, I don't think it's his fault and I actually don't even think it's necessarily how it was written. I just think Christoph Waltz might be the best actor I've ever seen, and I don't know if that's a function of Tarantino writing these scripts so perfectly for how he acts as an individual. He's incredible. I don't want this film to end, and I'm really disappointed every time I watch this movie when he dies, because he's so freaking good. You highlighted it. He's funny. Um, He's articulate. He's just, he's so freaking good. Um,
1: So you know what I would love to see? I don't know if Waltz does any films outside of Tarantino, but I would love to see him in a, a slightly different um, aspect of a film because he plays the same role in this and Bastards in terms of role. he does. He's a witty guy and he's on the different side. You know, he's not he's on the you know, like you said he was, he was free slave. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I'd I think... love I'd love to because I agree Based on these two films, I think he's one of the best, if not the best actors I've seen. But at the same time, in my eyes, they are some time of similar role in terms of you have to be witty. You have to be cheeky, kind of hold yourself to a certain thing. And I kind of see a slight parallel in terms of DiCaprio and quite a few films he's in, in terms of he's. And this one's to a little more extreme in this film of that guy who's just straight Anger, straight up, um, like focused on stuff rather than maybe a lighthearted guy who I mean, I look at some of the other films and he plays something similar in terms of an intense type of role. So I don't know if that's why sometimes he doesn't get the you know, he didn't get the Oscars he deserved because he kind of played a similar role, which is why I'd love to see Kristoff in a different movie outside of Tarantino. To see how he does. I think he'd do phenomenally, but I would love to see it. And I don't know if he does play other stuff outside of him, but he did superb. I mean, one of the best. Same thing with Bastards. I think he just, the way that he plays this specific role, unreal.
0: Yeah, DiCaprio's depth in this film, I mean, he goes from zero to 100 so perfectly. And like, it's pretty well known, but that scene where he has blood on his hand when he smashes the table. He smashes glass and that's actual blood, and he cuts himself, and he keeps acting through that scene. And yeah, I think I he gonna bring wipes up, his yeah. blood on Kerry Washington. Um, and I I remember reading like the rest of the actors when that scene cut were applauding him for keep going, and the the shock on their faces as they see him keep going is real. Well, you um, can see
1: Kerry's and, face when he wipes the blood on her. It's yeah, just like, like, like another level of disgust because you're like that's not in the movie. So yeah, it's like actual
0: blood, yeah. No, I, I mean, and so, you know, when you think about Jamie Foxx in his role, if the character isn't drawn out perfectly, maybe it's him as an actor or it's the script, he is overshadowed. And I'll even go by extension, I'll say Samuel L. Jackson is is the third most important polarizing, not important, I mean, Jamie Foxx, Django is more important, obviously, but in terms of personality, Samuel L. Jackson has a very important role in this film. He's freaking hilarious. He's annoying, raspy, but he has such a powerful and a a classic significant, Sam. significant stage presence. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And you know, that also. So when you combine those three characters, you know, it's not Jamie Fox's fault, I don't think. I just the cast is so stacked, and Tarantino is known for that ensemble cast. I mean, think about Pulp Fiction. Um, and all the big shot names in that, or bastards, even. So I don't know. I don't think it's a hot take, Um, but I will say that, but switching gears a little, if I'm uh, anything else there?
1: No, not, not really. I I think, I think it has to do with the the writing. I don't think it has to do with the overshadow. To me, he just wasn't supposed to be a a point until they got to that, that house. And more importantly to me, I think until Kristoff dies, I don't think he was made to be a main point, but that's just my take.
0: So, so one thing that this film does, you know, getting back to exploring the difficult subject matter, um, has to do with kind of the irony of slavery and, and the role, um, of slavery in this time and how people viewed it in, in such a hypocritical manner. Um, the, the one I'll point out is Leonardo DiCaprio has such an issue with Django basically being a free man and being an advisor to Christoph Waltz, right? In this film.
1: Is Yet at the same time,
0: he absolutely has an issue with it.
1: I don't know if he has an issue as kind oh, of
0: he absolutely shocked. has an issue. Really? Shocked. Shocked issue, whatever you want. I shocked, think shocked, shocked. But I
1: don't know if he was like issued.
0: But okay. Leo has the same exact relationship with Samuel L. Jackson in this movie. In fact, Samuel L. Jackson may carry more significance um, than than Django, and so seeing like that irony—I um, think irony is the right word—that that hypocrisy just exposes the concept of slavery so well. Or when they're on that plantation, when they're about to kill the three brothers, and the plantation owner says to the one slave, the one slave, he's like. he's like treat Django you know don't treat him like one a year or something and she's like so treat him like white folk and he's like no 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 no. no. that's not what I and then he's like explaining you know that guy you know blah 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 blah. you know it's like okay so you sit there and you talk about slavery being motivated by the color of the skin but clearly not you know it's just the fact that they have the power to to um completely abuse these people um, and it, it just, it's jaw dropping how obvious that is, you know, that, that scene, you're laughing. I laughed, the, laughing. Third hardest. I laughed the third laughing. hardest in the
1: entire film on that thing where he says, no, 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 that's not what I <laughs> right, say.
0: Right. But like, why do you laugh? Because the logic is so insane, right? Yeah. The logic is so, that's satire. It is so insane. It is yeah. taking a disgusting subject and exposing the hypocrisy behind it. It's yeah. like, oh, train him like, other- no, 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 um, And so I think this film does a really good job of that. It shows, you know, it takes the perspective of the slaver and completely flips their logic on the head and shows them that they're just, they just suck it. They're just horrified, horrible human beings. Right.
1: So I'm going to disagree with you on a a, a little aspect in the fact that Jackson and Jamie Foxx are the same. And that candy treats in the same. So, In my eyes, they're on a similar level, but not the same level. Because Candy, Sam Jackson has been so loyal and helpful. And as he shows, he's the guy who turned in their scheme of actually wanting um, uh, Washington. So to me, Jamie Foxx is on the same level as Waltz. But Candy knows that he own sam so when the time comes for him to be put in his place or told what to do sam will do which is a a perfect example is when he says go do the betting for this black guy and he says why you know why am i doing this he you know and and all the stuff that he goes to and then he says you will do it right now and he says yes yes sir so i think he holds him to a standard similarly but when it comes down to it Candy knows that he's the head honcho. Sure,
0: but like, it's it's. I I, I still think while they're putting you know Django and and Christoph Waltz are putting on an acting scene in front of Candy, I still think that it, you know, your point's valid, but it still exposes the hypocrisy of even like the tiering system here. It's like Candy clearly views Samuel L. Jackson in a different way than the other slaves. Yeah. Why is that? You know. Because
1: um, he, he age, doesn't mind turning tenor, anyone in,
0: you know, age, loyalty, whatever. But like, it goes to show that their logic of them all being equal and inferior is wrong. But he doesn't care, and it's a it's a hypocrisy, you know. Um, and I like I, that's what I think this film does so well is it, and that's why it can get away with exploring the subject matter correctly, is it shows you that these slavers are irrational scumbags um no matter how you cut it up but it does it in an entertaining way yeah like they're disgusting like like leo's character when that that guy gets when the slave gets eaten by the dogs that scene is disgusting cringy can't stare at it just and they even do close-ups of leo's face and you just feel the wrath of this horrible human being
1: you know well they i mean they show they show waltz's face and for the stuff that he's done to people and killing them you could tell this was on another level he's never seen anything like it before which i think goes to show the the profoundness of that scene and and the aspect of, of slavery itself but also in that circumstances of what candy believes he he has the right to do
0: and there's one part that i i love um you know along these lines of ownership when Christoph Waltz gives Django his freedom and Django's like, why are you going to help me get my wife back? (laughs) And Christoph Waltz goes, well, now that I've seen you get your freedom, I feel kind of responsible for it or something. Responsible Um, for how the outcome, outcome, whatever, like kind of cheeky, but it's cute. And like, this is, this is, you're going to maybe think this is a hot take. I think the friendship between Django and Christoph in this film is up there for one of the best out of any movie I've ever seen. Okay. That's definitely a hot take. I think that they have incredible I, chemistry. The loyalty is there. Um, you even see it when when uh, Django says goodbye to Christoph Waltz's dead body at the end when he takes the the freedom papers. Um, I'm gonna say that this is a few tiers below, like a uh, Marty McFly and Doc. Wow, I I, I do. I think they have so, an incredible chemistry. I love their pizzazz.
1: I could see that argument. If Fox had more involvement in that first bit of portion, because I think Kristoff latches on to him a whole lot more than Jamie latches on to him until he helps him, until they go to the actual plantation for candy. Then you see it. But I think you would have an argument. I think you're wrong in this argument just because... Jamie is his character is not he doesn't have many lines. He's not really on screen doing stuff that much in terms of what the friendship is, because. Waltz tells him that story of the German folk tale, um, which is, you know, him caring enough to tell him and, you know, freeing him and watching out and teaching him all these things. So I think it's more Waltz's character who is might be being much more outreach and but doesn't, doesn't she, change
0: my feeling about I, it
1: that's fair that's fair i think if if he had more if jamie had more lines more involvement in that first hour hour 15 i think you could have an argument for it but it was it was really good it was a very great thing to watch and you're right he says the uh i don't know if it's german or french goodbye when he when what's meant to be i will see you again friend which was very nice I, I did enjoy that little thing because he certainly doesn't say it to Candy. He says, he says that he says, I won't tell you this goodbye in French or German. He says, I will just say goodbye because I do not want to see you ever again. But I do think that aspect is ego. I think
0: No, it's not ego. I, I it's, think it's, I think
1: it's, it's ego. Partially ego. And he was disgusted at how Candy held himself and treated everyone. That
0: he That's just couldn't what help it is. Himself. That's not ego. I think it was partially Christoph Waltz thinks I get why you think it's ego because you know his plan was discovered. no I think Christoph Waltz's character is so disgusted by the man candy is that he doesn't want to have to shake his hand and when he insists on it and Leo knows that he doesn't want to shake his hand because he thinks he's disgusting and Leo can get the leg up he kills him it's because he's such a reprehensible individual that Christoph can't believe he did business with him because when you think about it up to that point Christoph Waltz's character is a straight shooter. He's a bounty hunter. He works for the law. He kills people who killed other people. Um, And now he's striking a deal with the devil, basically, for his friend. And it pushes him to the limit. And I could see Ego being a part of it, but I, I just think he thinks he's a reprehensible human being.
1: That's fair. I still think it's mostly Ego, but I do think some aspects of that are there. I think because I think it's because Candy rubs it in and demands a handshake because he knows he won i think just didn't sit well with him and on top of all the other things that he realized he was a trash person but i i think it was mostly ego but i do that that last scene the sh- actually no that's that's actually mostly all i have to say for that
0: the the one thing so it is a long film I don't get bored during this movie, given how many times I've seen it. And I think the music plays an important role and the camera shots, play an important role. And this gets to your point earlier about you thinking that it's kind of divided up into chapters, whenever there's a big transition or an introduction, the camera work does this really quick zoom in, right? Yeah. And then zoom out. And it kind of feels like a fresh start, a new chapter, kind of the next leg of what's going to happen. Um, and, you know, by extension of that, there's music, this film has total bangers going throughout this movie makes you want to freaking get up and dance. And it is random, but it keeps it interesting. And, you know, Tarantino hates using like one person to run the screenplay because he thinks it gives them too much power over the feeling of the film. And he uses a lot of like 60s, 70s, 80s rock music. Um, and then he does have some songs drafted for this he, film. He specifically. threw a rap
1: song in there in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Django so right, as he, luck,
0: right, right as he pops off with the pistols, it's like it cues this rap song or yeah. something like it's but but like that's what's so fantastic about this film is it keeps you engaged so well with with the noise the sound um it's it's just entertaining that's why i call it a total vibe because the music makes this film a total total vibe um and it you know that's there's right. no slow music it's fast-paced it makes you feel like you're constantly moving
1: it, it, it really has nothing to do with the film itself it's just like a good entertaining song that you're like all right i'm feeling this right now so i could i could agree with that I, um, so let's, let's touch on acting real quick. Clearly, Waltz and, uh, DiCaprio, unreal, unreal, nothing more to say. But what do you think Jamie Foxx is? Do you think he did really, really well acting as well on their level?
0: I do think he did a really good job acting. Um, I thought his character was believable. I think, you know, I had the take that he's hidden behind some of these other characters and stuff. And, uh, you know, i I agree with with that fact. it's it's pretty significant because the script is designed around Jamie Fox's character. It's designed around Django. And I think he does a phenomenal job of showing someone who has this really burdened, dangerous, dark past. um and you see that mellowness as he acts. And I think that's where Jamie Fox does a good job. It takes this. Dark past. This individual who clearly has physical and mental scars, and you see that somberness and um, how he performs, and I think he does a good job. But once again, he's overshadowed.
1: Overshadowed. I think he does a good job, but I think his best job is, I think, some of the anger and disgust. But I think he could have done a better job with the friendship of him and Waltz. I th- I thought he could have portrayed better in terms of his his attachment to him or whatever it happened to be. So that's my only critique. I thought he did fine. I don't think he was nearly at the level of Waltz or um, DiCaprio, but
0: Will Smith was almost casted for this role and that would have been a disaster. Really,
1: I don't like him. I think Will Smith is an awful actor.
0: Yeah, but I I agree. I
1: didn't, I didn't know that I thought uh, what Kerry Washington did superb for a minor role. Yeah for what she had to show and Sam, Sam Jackson. Let me just hit Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson was one of the funniest things. I mean, it's such a classic Sam Jackson. Yeah. Like role and his swearing. And just, it's exactly what he is as a, well, at least on screen in every other role he's been in
0: loud, obnoxious, loud, obnoxious.
1: Honestly, I, I couldn't stop laughing at certain things he said, but you, you end up hating him. That's that's I think what his character is supposed to be because he he turns on, you know his his people almost per se. Yep.
0: Yeah. But- so agreed, agreed. So coming up, you know conceptually, we need to talk about we, you know we touched on it earlier, but the scene where Candy and then Christoph die and then Django pops off, we need to talk about this because okay. this is only three minutes, I think. Right. Is that all it is? It's real feels like
1: really long, actually. It is
0: it is incredible. It is up there for my favorite shootout scene ever, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. as soon as Calvin Candy gets popped, Kristoff literally gets yeeted. Into the bookshelf. It's like a mortar Django takes Butch's pistol and shoots him. And then the attorney goes to run and gets shot in the back. And that attorney's such a softy Like yeah. <laughs> and then he just yeah. goes and Django's just and then the music they insert like this rap hardcore music as Django's pop, 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 yeah. Pop. Yeah. <laughs> and, um and then you know he's using the bodies for cover. These guys are getting popped in the legs. The one dude in the middle of the hallway gets shot like seven times. It's like I-. so quiet. It.
1: it was his left like, knee, his right knee, yeah. then like his <laughs> <laughs> arm it was so it was so pure and you know what it's up there because you have to take it as a comedy yeah i can't yep. compare it to any actual action sequence in any film like the born series or anything like that because it's not that but it's so pure and of itself that it's so good that yeah the fact that he's covered behind that one body in the hallway and anyone who shoots that many shots would hit him at some point, but the body gets shot every single time. And you see the, I I was, I was telling uh, my dad who I watched it with that. I feel like when they went to whatever company builds these blood bags for movies, they're probably like, so how many do you want? 50, 60? He's like, I'll take 650 (laughs)
0: bags. (laughs) Yeah, no. And, and I mean, you're exactly right. Like, it's yeah, and, and that's all
1: just for that one guy sitting yeah, in front yeah. of
0: Django. Yeah. I know. And and the in terms of the camera work and the structure also of that scene, it goes from super fast pace, boom, 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 to slow mo when Django's hiding behind the body. And it sounds like a missile is coming in as that yeah. bullet strikes the body. It's like, meow,
1: meow. On the sound for and it
0: does a slow mo shot of the blood splattering, like the camerawork and and the skill set that's required to really dissect this film is is freaking incredible. Um and it's so obvious in these action sequences. It gets me so so energetic. So energetic. I I love it. Um and even the ending, right? We talked about it earlier when Candy's sister gets blown into the freaking hallway um or into the other room. It's it's just all all in all so freaking good. This is true. So, you know, switching gears here, one thing I think we got to explore is kind of the inspiration that underlies kind of where Tarantino draws on this. Um, so thematically what he kind of tried to do with this movie is make it an adaptation of an old school spaghetti Western. There's a 1960s film called Django and the intro song of this movie is pulled from that film. Um, And he draws on a lot of different elements from the past as inspiration. I talked about the artwork um, from the 1700s being inspiration for Django's outfit. One thing that I would like to bring up though, and we discussed the KKK scene earlier is it kind of gives you some blazing saddles vibes, right? And at a high level, this movie kind of does the same thing that that film did, what, like 50 years ago in the 1970s, is it takes this grisly slavery KKK concept, this disgusting idea, and makes a satire about it. And that is one of Mel Brooks's best films, in my opinion. Um, and there's scenes throughout that where they're literally mocking the KKK yeah, for how ridiculous well, well, mask, it is in I'm pretty sure Saddles. the Saddles. That's what they do the, exactly yeah, yeah, here.
1: The, the, yeah, the, the masks. And then, um, I mean, you talk about that, and... Initially, my thing was the two main characters are white and black dude, and this is the exact same thing and their relationship of how they they form as as a good, solid foundational friendship in, in both films.
0: During the yeah. time of slavery, in Both films, right? And, and, yeah. Big Gene Wilder yeah. Cleveland and Cleveland Little know, Vibes. Yeah. Riding on yep. ho-
1: both riding on horses and, and going a- completely against the grain for the time. And I think that's a valid.
0: I really right. get that vibe, actually, from Blazing Saddles when they're riding on the horses in the yeah. mountains for the winter there's there's scenes where gene wilder and Cleveland little are riding horses and blazing saddles um together and Across it, it the, just gives yeah, you that vibe the, and i want the I'd, wilderness almost. yeah would be uh, yeah i went out west yeah the, yeah which that movie is fantastic yeah. we're, we're gonna have to review that because that's like a comedy it's something, something and similar some almost it's a serious
1: um, piece but also it's a comedy it is. Yeah. It's,
0: So it's a disgusting concept and, but then yeah i could completely yeah, see really
1: tarantino yeah. having the um almost full influence of Mel no, Brooks is blazing saddles in this film because there are tons of correlations in that fact. Yeah, wow.
0: Yeah, and and I mean, one thing that for some reason we haven't touched on is kind of what is this genre film? Um, I think what he was getting at was a western, but specifically like a spaghetti western, um, and so like a subgenre that came to came to be in like the fifties and sixties era era um, by a lot of like Italian film uh, directors and this film really is a Western. It has some antebellum Southern feel to it. Um, it's kind of just a hosh posh of everything. And once again, that's kind of like a Mel Brooks specialty. Yeah. It's like a hosh posh of everything. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting. I think we got to do a better job exploring going forward, kind of some of the inspirations for these shots, because they do exist um, you out that. there. And yeah, and, yeah. I,
1: I think, I, I think, think was, Southern was really
0: cool to think about I to me.
1: I think you're spot on in the Southern Western type of feel. I think it's a little more Western than Southern, even though you like the setting and what you're seeing is completely Southern. I think the way that they carry themselves out, not, no, not outlaws, but, um, you know, finding them, the outlaws, killing the outlaws. And aside from being a bounty hunter, I mean, this is total chaos for them in terms of searching for these people across state lines, finding them, killing them. So I think you're exactly right, but to me, it's straight. First, it's comedy, then it's action, southern, yeah, you know, yeah, western, southern action, whatever you want to call it. But uh, m- and it's it's hard. It's almost a 50-50, But I have to say, this is a comedy. I laughed way too hard and too many times for me not to consider this a, a comedy movie.
0: Yeah, it's 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 interesting because I feel like our our recording for *Inglourious Bastards* was similar. Con, like structure. And I think it'll be similar for Pulp Fiction and some of the others in that we're kind of all over the place in this discussion. And that's kind of how his films transpire. Is like, yeah, some of them are linear. Some of them, you know, he explores al- uh, alternative his- historical events and everything. But at the end of the day, there's so much that happens in these movies really quickly that it's just kind of a big jumbo of, of a lot of yeah. stuff going on. Um, it's kind of like he's moving at like a thousand miles per hour very, <laughs> um, with this film. And it, it very similar very to Lord's Bastards, you know? Like you're all over the place yeah. with that movie as well. Um, but let's hear What final thoughts, Uh, unless you have anything else you want to touch on
1: final thoughts. And, and, and you picked me apart for just saying small specific things in the beginning, but they were not, to me, they weren't really good or bad. They were just kind of things that popped into my head. So I did, I did find this film entertaining. I thought it was, it was good with just a few small things. I did think it was long and I did think the first half didn't really pertain to the second half much needed which plays into the the two hours 45 minutes of being too long but i did find it entertaining and i think it was i think it was very good it was engaging there wasn't really a part where i was disengaged in it i i did like how it was um so i'm gonna give it we're going by by point fives here so i'm between a. Uh, I'm going to say an eight, though. I think I'm more around the 7.8, but I'm going to round up and I'm going to say an eight. Because I did like it. I mean, it is entertaining as is.
0: I think the the cast ensemble, the acting depth of the characters, the plot, the. What gets me is how he's able to explore such a disgusting subject matter and such yeah,
1: the way that impressive. he
0: does it, I think is super impressive. And his action sequences just always blow me away. They 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 literally are so they're freaking impressive. A few of the I, characters I love
1: away them. off screen. So <laughs> they're so free. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because, like, How do you even film that? Do you just like attach his sister to that's, ropes that's and just like her And do, as she gets yeah. launched by a bullet? Like um, but yeah, like think of bastards. Like they all have these nuts action scenes, and I love that. It keeps you on the edge of your seat. And the music in this film is what I think sets it up to the next tier for me. Is I think it's funky. Um, it's got rap, rock, you know, old school stuff. I, I love it. Um, and I'm gonna give it an eight point oh, okay. five. That's fair. I, yeah,
1: I if, if, it, if it was long. a little shorter, and I think they did a little better with the um, relationship in that beginning thing. I th- I would have probably come close to a nine, honestly, because it really was there. There were just some parts that I just didn't think, I think, could have been better. And just Fox's
0: oh, director. one more thing, and I'm sorry to do this. The relationship that Candy has with his sister it is, is weird. freaking weird.
1: But you think of the you think of the I'm just leave it at that. she's a widow. <laughs> I don't I don't. She is. That's what she is said. He said, "This is my widowed sister." I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't know how much remarriage was in, that's but freaking I, weird, man. Yeah. In terms of how he, you know, holds her and stuff weird, but I don't know. I I can't think too much about that. Then I'll, I'll probably go. Yeah, but you're right. You're right. It is. It is very weird. So thank you for joining us on movie ticket Monday. Uh, next week's movie will be, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? So join us next week here on movie ticket Monday. You stay safe and stay classy, everyone.
0: Are we allowed to open with, like, the Django theme song I think we run into copyright, copyright issues. issues? I don't really...
1: I don't... I mean, I have heard people in the middle of podcasts put, like, some of the actual statements, like, they'll play, like, a quote from the movie and put it in there. So I, we probably would be fine, and maybe I can try it, but I also would have to find a perfect ed- edit of that, and I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I want to spend that time. That's a lot
0: we mm-hmm. Oh well, you're spend the your life Regretting Django Django You must face another day Django Django Now your love is gonna Thank you